Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 80, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone and we have reached the end of week 16. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Oh hello Marvin. Hi Dave. So Marvin I'm looking up at the giant scoreboard and I see that it reads 5 to 3. Yeah that's right Dave you're still two behind. Or to put it another way I am maintaining a healthy lead. Okay, well, I'm feeling pretty good after last week, so let's do this. Jingle, please. What do you remember? And what do you know? Let's find out because it's Friday. The Friday Quiz Show. Yeah, it's the Friday Quiz Show. Hi everyone, it's good to be back. Hello Gary, it's good to see you again. And you know, I think we are all ready to go. So if you have the questions, let's give it a whirl. Okay then, here we go. Question one, what was the name of Ruth's sister-in-law who decided not to come back with Ruth and Naomi after their husbands had died? Ooh, that's quite a tough one to start with Gary, but I think I remember that one. Uh, Yeah, I I think I got that one too, but mm, I'm not sure. Okay, question two. What did Gideon put on the ground when he wanted to test to see if God was really going to help him defeat the Midianites? Okay, well, I got that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, and the last question. By the number of verses, which is the shortest book of the Bible? Okay, yeah, I'm trying to think of some short ones. Okay, okay, I have an answer. Yep, me too, Marvin. Okay, then, well, let's see how you did. Question one. What was the name of Ruth's sister-in-law who didn't come back with Ruth and Naomi? Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. I put Oprah. Well, I think we could probably give you that, but I think it's actually Orpah. Yes, you're right, Dave. But yes, I think Marvin was close enough. Okay, next question. What was it that Gideon put on the ground? Oh, he put some wool, right? Yep, that's what I put, some wool fleece. That's right. Okay, so here comes the last question. What is the shortest book of the Bible? Okay, well, yeah, I remembered last year Scott talked about Jude in church, and and it was only one chapter, so yeah, I guessed Jude. Oh, that's a good answer. I didn't think of Jude, Marvin. I put Philemon. Well, I know that's another short one. Well, I can tell you that Jude has 25 verses in it, and Philemon also has 25 verses, which means this week is a tie. The very shortest book in the Bible is 2 John, which has only 13 verses. Oh, wow. Okay, well, so nobody wins this week, Marvin. I guess we leave the scoreboard at 5-3. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, hey, thanks, Gary. No problem. Always fun to see you guys. Hey, I'll see you again next Friday. Thanks, Gary. Now, Marvin, yesterday we heard how Samuel was born, and his parents took him to grow up with Eli the priest because they wanted him to be set apart for the Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. So today, well, we're fast-forwarding just a little bit to when he's a little bit older but still living with Eli the priest. Now, Eli had two sons, but they were doing some evil things. When the people would bring their sacrifices to God, 
Eli's sons would take it for themselves. And so God is very angry and sends a message that both Eli's sons would die on the same day and Eli's family would be removed from being priests. Okay, wow. So today we're picking up the story just after that. Okay, great. Yeah, so who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi, everyone. Today we're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 18. The boy Samuel served the Lord under the direction of Eli. In those days, the Lord didn't give many messages to his people. He didn't give them many visions. One night, Eli was lying down in his usual place. His eyes were becoming so weak, he couldn't see very well. Samuel was lying down in the Lord's house. That's where the ark of God was kept. The lamp of God was still burning. The Lord called out to Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. He ran over to Eli and said, Here I am. You called out to me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he went back and lay down. Again the Lord called out, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli. He said, Here I am. You called out to me. My son, Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. Samuel didn't know the Lord yet. That's because the Lord still hadn't given him a message. The Lord called out for a third time. He said, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli. He said, Here I am. You called out to me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. If someone calls out to you again, say, Speak, Lord, I am listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there. He called out just as he had done the other times. He said, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel replied, Speak, I am listening. The Lord said to Samuel, Pay attention. I am about to do something terrible in Israel. It will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will do everything to Eli and his family that I said I would. I will finish what I have started. I told Eli I would punish his family forever. He knew his sons were sinning. He knew they were saying bad things about me. In spite of that, he did not stop them. So I made a promise to the family of Eli. I said the sins of Eli's family will never be paid for by bringing sacrifices or offerings. Samuel lay down until the morning. Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house. He was afraid to tell Eli about the vision he had received. But Eli came out to him. He said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, Here I am. What did the Lord say to you? Eli asked. Don't hide from me anything he told you. If you do, may God punish you greatly. So Samuel told him everything. He didn't hide anything from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what he thinks is best. Thanks, Andy. Oh, wow. Samuel must have been super confused about what was going on when he kept hearing someone calling him. Yeah, I'll bet. But yep, finally Eli realizes that it's God speaking to Samuel. Wow, that must have been amazing to hear God talking to him out loud like that. Yes, that was a very special thing, Marvin. Not many people hear God talking to them in that way, where it's an audible voice. That means one that you can actually hear. But Marvin, there's an old saying, if you want to hear God speak, well, then read your Bible. And if you want to hear God speak audibly, well, then read your Bible out loud. God speaks to us through his word. But just like Samuel, we need to be ready and willing to listen. And that means reading it. When we open our Bibles, or listen to the Bible being read, just like Samuel said, we need to say to God, Speak, for I am listening. Oh yeah, yeah I see what you mean. 
Boys and girls, we have spent 80 days together listening to God's word and the stories in it. But we're not just doing that to learn what happened in the stories. When we open our Bibles, it's to hear what God wants to say to each of us. So today, ask him to help you hear his voice. It probably won't be out loud like it was for Samuel, but it is every bit as real. Ask God to help you hear and understand what he wants to say to you. Oh, speak, Lord, for we are listening. That's it, Marvin. Excellent. Okay, well, look, we will leave it there for this week. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and we will be back next Monday. Oh, okay, bye, everyone. Have a good weekend. See you soon. Goodbye. We'll see you then. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh. Dave Josh.